Welcome back. This is Weeknights, starring Dashing D, aka Dash, aka the King of R&B. And can I just point out, a whole week down. Oh, yep, that's true. A whole week down. I thought he was about to do some total other shit. I was nervous. I was like, uh-oh. What's he, no. what he about to say? No. Yeah. I could say something reckless, but I won't. Okay. Um, <laughs> but please, tell the people who you are. I am JD, a.k.a. He Who Pods. And yes, a week, ladies and gentlemen, we have done a full week of weeknights. It's, it's, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting week. Yeah, what a transition from potting bi-weekly to potting pretty much daily. It's what been a lesson our... in time management. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, a lesson in time management. Yeah. Definitely. I just rushed home from being out. Ooh. I got home at 6, 6.38 <laughs> and I was like, right. gotta hustle. Right. Got to hustle. But, you know, help me stay on task before I got to this point. So, there you go. Definitely a lesson in time management. Yeah. Yeah. I totally feel you on that one. Now it's like, oh, I'll go to bed later. Oh, wait. No, I won't. I got to be up for weeknights. Yeah. (laughs) Let me go to bed now. Yeah. 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 Definitely. It's, it's been interesting, but I feel like we're getting a lot of feedback, a lot of a lot of positive feedback. People yep. are, are are digging the daily show. Yeah. So, you know, maybe we're doing something right. I think we are. <laughs> I think so. I think we are. You know who didn't do something right? Oof. I'm I'm scared to I'm scared to ask. <laughs> who didn't do something right? Jonathan Majors. I thought that might be the answer. Let me have right, a sip. Of, let me let me have a sip of water. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan Majors did an interview. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, what is? Damn it! I really, I really thought that I was gonna remember her name, Lindsay Davis. Okay. He did an interview. Uh, on Good Morning America with Lindsay Davis, where he talked about, you know, his his feelings on uh, what transpired that night uh, with his ex-girlfriend, um, his feelings on what the verdict ended up being, Yep. Um, and his new girlfriend, and apparently yep. Coretta Scott King, too. Right. <laughs> so... What did you think of that? Do you think it was time for him to do an interview? I think Disney said it was time for him to do an interview. Why does Disney care at this point, though? Well, that was their major star. And maybe he's still going to be their major star. Who knows? But what we do know is ABC is owned by Mickey Mouse. Yes. So you think that there is a possibility that they bring that Marvel brings him back? I didn't think that before, but one, watching clips of the interview because I didn't watch the whole thing, but watching mm-hmm. clips of the interview plus the fact that 
don't look like he said much. Plus the fact that ABC owns ABC is owned by Disney. I feel like, oh yeah, Mickey Mouse told him, you got to go do this real quick. I just don't understand why. I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. It's possible. But what I'm thinking is that maybe his lawyers said, well, hey, let's try to parlay this interview before the verdict, before the, um, not the verdict, before the sentencing to maybe appeal to the public, appeal to the judge and figure out, you know, and, and see if we can, we can salvage this in some way because, because he is looking at jail time. I know that a lot of people, um, a lot of legal, legal advisors have said that they don't think he will actually serve jail time, but he can serve up to a year in, in, in prison. So, no, it's more than that. Two years. He could serve up to two years. Two charges. Each one has a year, up oh. to a year sentence. Okay. Thank you for correcting that. No problem. Um, but yeah, I kind of feel like that's what it is. Like they're trying to appeal to to the public to see if, you know, people will still soften up to him. And, you know, maybe maybe there's some leniency to be had off of oh, so sad that, you know, he's just so distraught and he's got, you know, some some challenges, um, some mental challenges. He, you know, just, he's just a, you know, he's just a nice and humble guy that, you know, he's just in the wrong place at the wrong time. At least that's what I got from what he said. Mm-hmm. He kept harping on the fact that he shouldn't have been there that night. And I was like, you shouldn't have been with your girl. (laughs) Um, He did also point out that it was, um, he said in hindsight, it it was a dangerous relationship. Um, It was volatile. And he admits that. He said he's never hit a woman before. That's what he Um, said. That's that's what he said. Um, and he just keeps saying, you know, he, they were like, what do you wish you would have done um, differently? And I mean, he does say at some point, I wish I hadn't, you know, picked her up and put her back in the car. Um, he says he wished he didn't do that. But his, <laughs> but the top level thing that he kept saying was, you know, I just shouldn't have been there that night. Shouldn't have been in the car. Shouldn't have been with her. Shouldn't have. And it was kind of like, well, is that really what you shouldn't have done? Because you should be able to be in the car or be out and not have it turn into a physical situation. So I'm not buying that part of it. Um, But I'm trying to think of the other key points that he made. Um, he points out, well, the big one that we talked about already was that he points out that, um, Megan Good, his new girlfriend, who, who honestly might be the girl he was texting when he got into the little scuffle with the ex-girlfriend. Now we don't know that for sure. We don't know for sure. But it is a possibility because immediately after this happened, the two of them were on the scene. That's true. So there's a possibility there was some overlap there. 
Um, but he talks about that. He talks about how she's, um, you know, she's held him down and she's been really supportive to him. Um, I actually think it's really funny. I'm going to send it to you. But there is a woman on TikTok every now and again, I guess, when I look at... <laughs> Are you making a face because I mentioned TikTok? TikTok is like Pinterest, but video. I just, I don't, everything's there. Like everything you need, all the information you need is there. Okay. Anyway, there's this, there's this woman who, because, you know, some of the things that I look at, it's like pop culture related. There's this woman who pops up in my feed every now and again, whenever something happens, she just randomly, the algorithm makes sure she, she rotates in, but she is a body language expert. And she will take videos, like, she took the video from the interview where they pan to Megan Good. Yeah. And obviously they're showing Jonathan Majors. And she breaks down their body language. It's fascinating. Now, I don't know. I stopped watching it after a couple minutes because I'm like, I honestly, I don't. I think that body language is really important. And I, I think when you can observe things from people based on their body language, you learn a lot. But I also feel like, okay, not too much. You know, it's like everything. Look at the way Megan Good's lips are pursed. And then she's hunched over. Um, and then she's she's rocking back and forth like she's trying to self, self-soothe. <laughs> it's a little bit too much for me. Yeah. A little too much. But... It is interesting to see somebody try to break it down in a very different way than just us talking about the things that they said. Um, But what I've been hearing, and then, you know, feel free to jump in whenever, but what I've been hearing is that some people feel like he was a little too callous. Some people think that he was a little too nonchalant, almost like I'm above this and, you know... I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know why anyone's questioning me or why I have to do this. Um, I don't know if that's what I got from it, but I thought it was an interesting perspective. Um, so I wanted to bring that up because I, I, I've been seeing that. I saw that more than once and I said, oh, you know, maybe. I don't know. I feel like it was more emotionless than anything else. Okay. And I don't know, I think he's in a difficult spot. That's not to take up for him. But I think he's in a difficult spot where he hasn't been sentenced. I don't, first of all, I would not have done an interview not having been sentenced. Right. You're just leaving too much up to chance at this point. But again, as I said, maybe the idea is that he will appeal to... Um, people's emotions and maybe it won't be so bad for him. I don't know. But it just, cause you can't really say what you want to say. You can't give too much. You can't, you can't say you were insane. Cause then they're going to say, Oh, well you really did do it. Right. Um, you can't say, you can't say, well, well she, you know, she was annoying. So I did what I did. You can't, like, there's so many things that you can't say. There's so much gray area right now. Um, So I think he's in a difficult spot. And I kind of wish he wouldn't have done the interview. I 
kind of wish that he would have uh, waited until after. Um, but like you said, maybe there is a play here for salvaging his career before the sentencing. I don't know how that works, though, because it's inevitable. It's coming, whatever it is. It's coming. Okay, anyway. it's coming. Well, one way or the other, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it's all interesting. I think that... <laughs> I think that... Um, I think that the timing of this kind of shows us a little something. And that's why I lean more towards the Disney theory because no way your new publicist team and your legal team advise you to do this before sentencing. Like you said, there's this spot in the middle that he's currently at. Yes, the trial's over. No, he has not been sentenced. And so there's this big, big gray area and it makes no sense to do this interview unless there's something else at play. Now, perhaps Disney does not want him back, but perhaps Disney said, hey, listen, we owe you X amount of money for X amount of films. We will pay you X amount of money, but you got to do this interview. I don't know what Maybe. Disney said. I don't know what he's hoping to salvage. In the interview clips, you could see he says pretty much everything is gone. I got nothing left. I don't know if that's true, but even if it is, more reason to be manipulated by Disney to say, hey, go do this. Here's these cue cards. Master them. Read them. Learn them. Say them. Uh, very possible that he just went in there and played another role to save his bank account, pay his bills, etc. Um, do I know that for a fact? Absolutely not. I am truly speculating here, but mm -hmm. I think that that is more likely than I'm just going here to clear my name. Also, I think if he was going there just to clear his name, he would have a lot more passion because like you said, he seemed very, uh, unenthusiastic. <clears throat> you know, he seemed like, I, I, I don't even really want to be here. And, and it seems like that wouldn't be the case for someone who did an interview during this odd time frame. Because why would you do the interview that you, why would you do an interview you don't want to do in that timing when you're waiting for sentencing? Yeah. Sentencing is not for another month almost. Why would you do an interview right now if truly you didn't want to, right? There's got to be something else at play and maybe it's not Disney. I don't know. But it seems to me that this guy wouldn't come up there and just be so soft and, uh, you know, emotionless, as you said, it, during this time. This is a tumultuous time. This is a hard time. This is a challenging time for him. Right? He's waiting sentencing. Just was found guilty of things that... Some people, including himself, according to what he said, didn't think that he would be found guilty of. And so somebody who feels that way, you're not going to come up there and, you know, be speaking so softly and kind of trying to reduce your posture. You would come up there and be more bold and more straightforward. Say, listen, man, I don't even understand how this happened. You know what I'm saying? Look at the evidence we presented. I don't think I don't think the energy would be. You know, I just don't understand based on 
the evidence that we presented and the evidence that they presented how how does this possible could it could it be that it's that is that that um demeanor is being used as a tool to yes. you know the woe is me i'm sad i'm somber listen this is something to be sad about <laughs> if we're if we're being honest uh, it would be, it would come off as arrogant or rather there would be a fine line between arrogance and passion, right? If you, if you come and you puff your chest out and you say vehemently no, when there's video and there's all of these things and you have been charged, charged with something to then come out and I don't know, be like R. Kelly on with Gail King or even Chris Brown with Robin Roberts, where they had very big reactions. I think what we've seen is that that doesn't work. So I'm I'm wondering if the reason why he was just so humdrum and so, oh, I'm sad and, you know, I don't know what's going on and the monotonous tone and all of that. I think all of that is a part. I think all of that is coaching. Sure. Um, and yeah, I just don't, I don't know what the end game was for this interview. Thanos, um, Thanos died in Endgame. You're right. You're That's absolutely right. And Kang probably would have died too. Maybe. <laughs> Very know? possible. I mean, listen, the Avengers got to go Avenge. They can't, they go can't let him live. They cannot let him live. So... Yeah, I don't know. What I do what I what I do want to um point out though is that he did since the interview happened and people had a very strong reaction to him bringing up Coretta Scott King including including her daughter. Um he has responded. And I have it here. Okay. He says I mean in the interview he said it was an analogy. Right. Um, and then he says, hmm. right, because Ber Dr. Bernice King, Coretta Scott King's daughter, um, she made the point to say publicly that her mother was not a prop. And yep. she wasn't just a wife who was just standing by her man. She was much more than that, which yeah. I think we said she was pivotal to the movement. Right. Yeah. Which I think you and I even tried to convey when we had the conversation about Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Um, and he said, my intention was to convey my utmost respect for Coretta Scott King, her achievements and both her personal legacy and the one she shares with her husband, Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, he detailed that Coretta was a great woman and a very important figure in American and world history and someone both Megan and I are inspired by and deeply admire. That was that. There you go. I just felt like, you know, we should hear his side of the story since he put it out there. I mean, sure. Yeah. I don't, I just, going back to the interview, mm -hmm. I think it was foolish. I don't. I think he would have been better off, as far as the legal case. Mm -hmm. I don't know about Hollywood, but yeah. as far as the legal case, if he sat quiet and yeah. just waited for sentencing, mm -hmm. I think it is very clear that this is not about his sentencing. 
that there are other things at play here. Okay. That's what I got. That's my that's my thoughts on it. Because I don't see why someone who's waiting for sentencing would do an interview and do this interview. Mm-hmm. Someone who's waiting for sentencing would probably shut the hell up until mm-hmm. they can speak freely for real and say, okay. "I right, listen, I've I've been sentenced. Let's do this. Right. Let's let's talk for real now." Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Well, I guess it remains to be seen. We'll see what happens in a couple of weeks and we'll see how it goes and moves for- forward. The last thing I'll say is that I saw today, I know he did say he's, he's lost a lot as a result of this, um, but I did see that he was officially dropped from the Dennis Rodman movie. movie. Okay. Um, so yeah, and, and listen, for what it's worth, that was one that I think we were both excited about. We we had Absolutely. talked about it previously. Um, it's it's always tough when talented people get caught up in things like this. Yes. Um, Our people at that. Right. It's all. It's always. It's always tough to know how to how to navigate it. Thanks. Yeah. It's always. It's always unfortunate to have to you know, be the people who consume the content and then these things happen and it's just weird and, you know, I don't know. It's, it kind of sucks. It kind of sucks. But, you know, um, I guess we'll see. It remains to be seen what his future will look like. Yeah, it's going to take some time. I think he'll bounce back, like I said, to you off pod. Um, I, I don't know to what magnitude. I don't know to what level. You know, he, he was clearly on a very specific path. I don't know that he gets back there, but I think he's way too talented to just disappear. Yeah, agree. So, agree. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Ask me. Why Kanye do the things he do? If I was Kanye, I would probably leak the fucking text. But that's grosser than kisses after some cigarettes. It's what I said once upon a time, not too long ago, actually, in a song. And it's still happening. And I think it's still gross. I have no idea why Kanye cannot stop posting text messages and i said it that way (laughs) on purpose (laughs) but i thought this time it wasn't him oh you know it's been a couple times when it allegedly wasn't him i thought this time it was push the team oh is that is that what happened this time i thought that's what the story was no oh stay hold on let me get the spin x Maybe I'm maybe I'm mixing it up, but I thought No, no, let's let's go to our let's go to our, you know, our devices and our socials. Let's see and let's check real here. quick. Mm-hmm. Push a T leaks. Text. Yeah, it says alleged alleged leaked message shows Pusha T goes off on Kanye. So I guess we don't know who leaked it. 
Pusha T's alleged text messages to Kanye West have been leaked. Well, I guess it would have been Kanye, right? <laughs> who else? Who else would have leaked the text to Kanye? Well, that's what I'm saying. No, you're right. I just, I, I guess, <laughs> right. No, I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I could be wrong, but we know one of them has a report card that says otherwise. Oh, he Kanye will leak a text in a heartbeat. He does not care. He has no <laughs> qualms about putting the information out there, no matter how gritty the details are. All right, according to Hip Hop DX, uh-huh. it says a Reddit post from Saturday, January 6th, alleges that the texts, which are from January 2000 and from January 2022, detail how much push it, how much the push feels easy has fallen from grace. All right. That's it. That's where it comes from. So yeah, so it was Kanye. But why he keep doing that? Why he don't respect nobody's privacy? <laughs> what is wrong with him? Yeah, it doesn't say who definitively did it. Yeah, I don't think it needs to. Now that now that we've hashed that out, I don't think it needs to. I think we know I think we know the vibes. I don't know why. We have to keep seeing public text messages. I don't understand. And, and I'm not a fan of this type of thing. To me, a screenshot is for evidence purposes. It's for if we are arguing and you say, I ain't say that. I go back and scroll. Bow. Yes, you did. Screenshot. Send. You said it right there, mother flower. Right fucking there. I curse. I don't care. Right. And Mother Flower to the right fucking Because Mother Flower just ain't feel right coming out. Sometimes you <laughs> need that motherfucker. Yeah. And Agree. that's when you use it, right? Or in other instances where you're in a legal situation. You might need it in a legal situation. I know I've been in a legal situation before where someone was on the other side and said X, Y, and Z. And I said, excuse me, Your Honor, if I may speak, I have... Evidence that proves otherwise. He said, well, what you got? I said, I got some text messages that say ABC, not XYZ. They said, all right, submit it. And I send them, I give them my printed out screenshot of the text that says ABC, not XYZ. I think that's when you use it. Not just, hey, you know, one time Dashing D said she never wanted to pod. I had to convince her to keep podding. Let me show the world for absolutely no reason. Let me show the world when no one asked a fucking question at all. I, no. I don't I don't understand the point of this besides I don't either. Besides Kanye's one one reason for doing most of what he does. Shocking all. Just to stay relevant. Yeah. Remember Lim Biscuit? Did it all for the nookie. Come the on. Nookie. Come on. And you can take that nookie and stick, and it, stick up it up here. Stick it up here. Kanye Kanye does it all for the relevance. Yeah. All to remain relevant. All to remain right here in our mouths. Right here in our ears. 
And I think that's the only reason. I don't think there's any real rhyme or reason for this. Yeah. Ever. I think truly, this is just, I need to speak. I need to be spoken about. I need to remain in circulation. I need to remain relevant. I need to remain, but my name got to stay buzzing and circulating. Only way for me to thrive. Mm -hmm. In his mind, just to be clear, clearly the strategy of the one we used to call Kanye. Right. The artist formerly known as Mr. West. Right, because I think we're supposed to call him Ye now. Sure, but I don't know. It just doesn't sound right when I say it, so I just I continue to call him Kanye. Yeah, me too. So, well, I don't really have too much else to say about Kanye because it is what it is. It's just the same shit all the time, and it's kind of annoying, actually. Yeah, kind of like ugh, ugh, icky. Like it's not fun anymore. It's just. Silly. I'll quote, I'll quote Kanye to support what you just said. Mm-hmm. It's not funny anymore. Tell different jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And real quick, the stuff that's actually in the text message, if it really is from Pusha T, because anybody could go in there and name Pusha T. I could yeah, go in my phone right now and, and put your name as Pusha T. Yeah. And say, hey, y'all, check it out. Now, what's in the messages, we don't know if it's real or not. But what's in the messages is basically Pusha T saying, yo, I've held you down. I'm tired. I don't know what's going on anymore, but I'm sick of it. But we knew that already. So even posting that was was like, it was a waste. Because there was no new information here. He went on Joe Budden podcast and then an interview saying basically the same stuff. Mm -hmm. But... He just didn't say, I'm sick of this. He said, hey, I hold Kanye down. I fight for him no matter who it is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we also know he left good music. Right. So this was not some new groundbreaking information. Mm -hmm. You're right. It's just nonsense. Yeah. And speaking of nonsense. Uh Uh-huh. What the hell was Jay-Z and D'Angelo doing for nine minutes? Didn't I tell you? Didn't you I called say, it. Didn't I say, this is, this is going to be ridiculous? What the hell was that? Nothing good. I mean, let was me say something. Was he even rapping? <laughs> I mean, when did he something. start rapping? Let me say something real quick. Go ahead, because that's your face. So I want you to speak on it. I'm, I'm a Jay-Z fan. I mean, I am too. Let's be clear. Like, I don't want to make it sound like I don't like Jay-Z. I love Jay-Z. I, I have been a Jay-Z fan since I was a teenager. But but go ahead. Just 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 go ahead. Because I, I don't even know that I have much to say. I don't... First of all, to answer your question, he was not rapping until the very, very end of his very, very short appearance, I'm going to call it. It was like some poetry type shit. Yeah. All right. Fine. If that's what you want to do, you want to do some old spoken word poetry type shit. Cool. Keep it. We don't need it. <laughs> no, and we don't need nine minutes of it. <laughs> well, it wasn't nine minutes of it. That's, that's the next part. Before that's we even true. get to that, 
I just want to focus on Jay-Z for a second. Okay. Because, because that's really why we wanted to hear this song. Let's be honest. We didn't care about the filmmaker, producer, director, singer guy. We didn't care about D'Angelo. Not so much. Maybe just a smidge. All right. You know, he's a, he's, a, he's a nice to have, right? He's like one of those people where it's like, oh, D'Angelo's on the song. That's cool. It's but, nice. Right. Yeah. But it's it nice. Not, we weren't asking for it. <laughs> we weren't running to it. If no. you just told me, hey, D'Angelo released a new song, I said, all right, I'll get to it. I like D'Angelo. He's a cool guy. Soulful guy. I'll get to it. But I'm not running to it. And some people are running to it. We'll get to that in a minute. But we tuned in for the Book of Hove. Okay? And I don't know what we got. But it was not the Book of Hove. Okay? Coming off of the Book of Hove exhibit and its success... Coming off of the God Did Grammy winning song and its success. I mean, hello. After God Did, how could you put this out? This was the opposite of God Did. This is the drink. This was God Didn't. Oh, God Did Not. Okay. God Did Not. I, I really, I, I have said it multiple times and I will keep saying it. I wish Jay-Z would stop rapping. <laughs> I love Jay-Z. And that's why I want him to stop rapping. Because okay. your legacy, which many already questioned, not us, but there's plenty of people who say, hey, in the South, nobody was playing any of those Jay-Z songs. Hey, in the West Coast, H to the Izzo wasn't it. Hey, uh, in the Midwest... We never heard any of that shit. That already is a big conversation about his legacy. This is not helping. And this is not the first time Jay-Z has got on a feature and just shown up and done basically nothing but receive a paycheck or done a favor. I need Jay-Z. Excuse me. Let me not say need. Scratch that from the record. Shh. I want Jay-Z to stop rapping because I love Jay-Z's music, because I'm a fan of Jay-Z and everything he does, most of what he does. Mm -hmm. I want Jay-Z to stop rapping because he is fucking up his legacy. Are, are they going to get on us because the movie is about God? I don't care about that. <laughs> and we said God didn't. <laughs> the movie's not really about God. It's a, it's a satirical it's film. Sure, but it is it it has religious context. I don't give a fuck about that. I'm, not... I'm just saying, you know, they're they gonna be like, yeah, I mean, oh I'm my not even gosh, talking about the film. I'm, I'm... Not... So I'm talking about Jay Z and his song. I'm not talking about the movie. I didn't see the movie, nor will I. Now, you know how people love to tell us what to do. I mean, that's what they do on the internet. <laughs> but. As a Jay-Z fan, I wish this didn't exist. Now let's get to the D'Angelo of it all. I said just the other day, I think it was yesterday when we spoke about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yesterday, if I'm correct. Or the day before. Oh, it was the day before. It was Wednesday. I said Wednesday, nine minutes is too long. Usually, there's some kind of rock band or some extra thing that makes it exciting. And, and they knew that too. Because you can hear, this is not just a regular beat playing. 
even if it is looped, you can hear the live instrument type of vibe that's going on. And so that part was exciting. But well, why the have... fuck? Why the fuck are we hearing the same hook for nine motherfucking minutes? And you know why it makes less sense? Because it's for a movie soundtrack. They're not even going to use the entire song. They're going to use pieces of the song. So there was no reason for you to keep those extra hooks in there. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't understand why this happened. I, I told you. <laughs> you told I told you, you that I was concerned about a nine-minute song from Jay-Z and D'Angelo. And here we are. And it's longer. It's nine minutes and 33 seconds. Y'all got the nerve to put out an almost 10-minute song of nothing. I loaded the dishwasher while I listened to it. And I think I did something else, too. I had a lot of time while that song was playing. <laughs> a lot of time. <laughs> to get some chores done. Yeah. I was just like, a what? Lot of time. what is going on? Why is this still happening? This is still going on. I knew it was nine minutes. I knew going into it, it was nine minutes. But then being in it. You felt like you was the one that was there forever. Right. And I'm, you know, I'm never listening to that song again. I got to be honest. Ever in life. Nope. Just not even, not even a little bit. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I'm not interested. I wonder, was this a setup? Was this Jay-Z being strategic? Was this Jay-Z doing what Drake just did? Where Jay-Z's about to come out and say, hey, if y'all don't like what I did, go rap over it. All right, well then just put out a beat and say, hey, everybody, go rap over this. I said this I said this about Drake also. I don't understand. Like don't give us bad music just so everybody could have a little a little internet fun. It's, you're Jay-Z. If you put out a beat and say, hey, right. challenge, everybody rap over this, they're going to because you're Jay-Z and they respect you. That's right. And it'll give them some sort of clout. I don't like that word, but Yeah, it'll but it'll, give it'll them help some create a buzz of, around know, whoever uses it. I agree. Yeah. So, no, thank you. No, thank you. But I listened to it, you know, for the good of, for the good of the show. I listened to it, and I, I mean, that's why I kept listening to it because I'll be very honest. When the hook started playing the second time and there was no Jay Z yet, I said, I, I'm ready to turn this shit off. I was like, did he just produce it and not? He didn't put down a verse. <laughs> just D'Angelo for nine minutes? And what D'Angelo gonna do in the next five minutes that's gonna make me go, oh, this is great. But then I even that, it. like, just the hook eight million times? It doesn't make sense. Again, it's on a movie soundtrack. There's no reason for the song to loop that many times. It's gross. I don't understand what they're doing, but I hope they never do it again. And, like. and, the, and the rumors of the Jay-Z album that's coming this year, this didn't help. I feel like he would save the super hot fire for his album, though. Sure. But, but why would I be excited for that after hearing this? Because you're a Jay-Z fan. You're going to listen to it regardless. And he knows I wouldn't that. say I wouldn't listen to it. I asked, why would I be excited? You don't have to be excited is the point. And that's, that's the problem. That right when there. To, the when you get to a certain level, you know that. When you get to a certain, it's it's like Drake, uh, and it's like what we talk about with Drake. 
that Drake doesn't have to because he doesn't have to. Because his album is going to do numbers regardless. It may not yeah, be but that's, as but, many but then, numbers as previously, but it's still going to do crazy numbers that there are a lot of people that can't pull those numbers. And he, don't even, he, don't, he barely ha- has to lift a finger to achieve that at this stage in his career. You think a Jay-Z album drops tomorrow, it does crazy numbers? Yeah. I don't think so. I think so. I think so. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think Jay-Z is so beloved. And I think because of his fake retirement and because of all the other things he's done outside of music, I think people would be excited for it. Whether it's good or not is a debate. But no, I'm only talking right now, my question was just about sales. I think people I think people would run towards it because it's Jay Z. I do. Um and I think because I think Jay Z is also someone who bridges the gap for a lot of people. That's Jay- true. Jay Z is is very universal. Um, when That's it true. comes to hip hop, he's not he's not just pulling people our age or people older than us. No, he's, you're right. He's, he he transcends. Yeah, I think he'll reach even even the young people. So I don't. I don't, I don't think it's as simple as, oh, well, you know, he just, you know, he's not doing the same kind of numbers. I, I think he's one of the few people in this world who everybody's interested in Jay-Z, no matter the age or, um, you know, what walk of life you come from. Or I think he's, he's very universal in that way. I think we saw that, too, with uh, the Book of Hove exhibit. I think that's different because that's celebrating his legacy. I don't think people really are rushing to a Jay-Z album today. Okay. And I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I just feel like, I feel like we really don't know because when was his, when was his last album released? 444? I don't even know. 2014, 15, 16, 17, something like that. It was over a decade ago. People are going to be clamoring to figure yeah, out what... I mean, it's, it's been at least seven, eight years minimum. Yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I think that's also a reason why it would do numbers because they haven't gotten it from him in a long time. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, um, but it's Jay-Z. You're right. It is Jay-Z. I guess we'll see later in the year if it truly does come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Any last thoughts? Nope. That's it. I just never listen to that song again. Ever. It will forever not be listened to. Never in our hearts. Correct. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. This is Weeknights. We will see you tomorrow night. Oh, thank you. You're absolutely right. It's Friday. Wow. (laughs) We will see you next Monday. Have a good weekend, y'all. Bye.